Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Art of Noticing. I'm your host, best-selling author Johnny B. Truant, and I'm here to help you give the muse the finger and make life your muse instead. In each 10-minute episode, I'll tell you how I spun something mundane into inspiration and show you how to do the same. If you've ever wondered how to write better, how to be creative, how to get more ideas, you're in the right place. Let's start noticing. Continuing my Las Vegas noticing streak. This time I was noticing that slot machines are not pull levers and little wheels turning anymore. Now, I mean, I'm sure that those exist. I, I know that there's nostalgia value to the, the what we a lot of us think of as a slot machine where, oh, okay, well, so this is what I think of when I think of a slot machine. If you were to tell me even now, like even if, if I forget, because I'm, I'm back from Vegas as I'm recording this, and if, if I forget that, let some time pass. And I'm not really paying attention to saying, well, let me think back to Vegas and let me tell you what a slot machine looks like. I would probably still describe what most of us think of, which is, you know, you have a a cup full of quarters and you drop one of those quarters in a slot and then you pull a big lever and then three dials spin in front of you. And if it lines up cherries or some other really convoluted combination, then more coins fall out and that's the way it works. Now, Again, I'm sure that those elements or pieces of those uh, elements do exist still in Vegas, but not anything that I saw. Everything that I saw was video slots. They were these enormous curved um, LCD screens with all sorts of flashing lights and stuff. It reminded an overstimulatory lights in my mind. So um, my son will play... Um, uh, what's that game? Super Mario. It's one of the one of the Mario games, and it's um, it's it's so frenetic. I tried to play it once, and there's why can't I remember it? Where there's a bunch of like you can have a bunch of people playing at once, but they're like zipping on the screen, they're zipping off the screen, and they're on a a platform, and there's you you lose track of which character you're controlling because there's six other people, and then there's non-player characters that look like they're player characters, and I just said this is stimulating me too much. I need to walk away. And that's the way that these screens look to me. They just look like an affront to my visual senses. But, oh, and you don't put a quarter in these. You uh, either, you know, tap like a card, uh, a credit card and get credits, or you, um, there are other ways to handle it, I believe. But then you also um, don't pull a lever, you press a button. And I remember reading something about the psychology of all of this, and it's it's kind of like endless scroll. If if you were in on social media at the in the early days, or I guess just the internet, when you reached the end of a page, you had to click something, like to go to the next page or something like that. But then Facebook, Facebook's the one I remember. I know that everybody did it, but I think they may have been first. Implemented this endless scroll thing, so that you never actually had to click to next screen. And what that meant was that you would spend more time just kind of thumbing up to to go through posts because there was no clear end. You're, there was no point at which your brain said, hey, dude, you've been doing this for too long. Go do something productive rather than just wasting your life. And that's the same thinking or lack of thinking. Because if you have to, every time you have to reach into a cup and pull out a coin, it's a step where your brain is has to code switch. And it's a chance for you to say, no, maybe I don't want to do that again. What's more, when you have a cup full of coins, you notice when your coins are getting low. 
if you're just tapping on credits and the credits are like not even financial, like it's 15 credits rather than so many dollars, then it's easier to obfuscate what what you're actually doing and how much you're spending. And that is that is intentional. There was a time um, when I was in Vegas once before, this is like 15 years ago, I noticed that I was, I believe it was the basement of the Luxor or the lower level. And there were steps down and up, but this on the way in, you could take an escalator down. The down escalators worked on both of those sets of stairs. But if you wanted to leave, you had to t- you had to walk. Now it makes much more sense to have escalators going up because it's harder for people to go up than down. But they wanted to make it just that much harder to leave. It's like how they don't have clocks in casinos. Anyway, this is all to say that noticing that the way that the uh, the, the slot machines were, and there were so many of them, it was all flashing and dinging and things exploding on the screen and and this very mechanical clicking of people like robots sitting on the little stools in front of them and just going click, 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 click. It got me thinking about like addiction and how it's used to keep people uh, engaged, to keep people on the hook. And this, by the way, I have a friend who is in video game development and then he ended up taking a course because it was, you know, part of his curriculum on addiction. And it was how to create addiction. Like it was, that was, that was the instruction, how to get people maximally addicted. And if you look at phone games now, it's like, oh, well, you got to come, you know, and plants versus zombies was a thing. It was like, you need to come in on the days when you aren't actually playing because you got to water your Zen garden because otherwise your plants die. And that's just ridiculous. It's a way of getting you to come back over and over. Those are the addictive sorts of things to keep and to gamify everything. But it got me thinking like, if you use the, the, the other side of the spectrum from addiction is engagement. And there's something to be learned from these flashy machines and, and the, the ways that they've worked to, you know, revoke fiction to not to revoke, but to, to limit fiction so that people just keep playing. And so I figured, well, we can draw inspiration from that. So what do we need to get readers turning pages? Now, if those of you who are listening, some of you are like indie authors, I, you guys at this point, because I've been out of the game for a while, you know, way better than me about a lot of the ways that, that, that uh, quasi addictive engagement can happen off the page in your marketing. I think I'm also pretty good at, at, at creating that inside of the um, writing itself. So this is, you know, cliffhangers. This is uh, puzzle boxes, uh, a secret that hasn't been revealed that keeps being teased. When is that going to happen? Um, I know that uh, I, I will have people comment on my books and they'll say, you know, uh, hey, screw you. I was late for work because I stayed up until 2 a.m. reading your books um, <laughs> and said tongue in cheek. Like our invasion book in particular um, we actually specifically kept those chapters really short. I don't normally write like to write like this, but that book was meant to be as fast paced as possible. And it meant these short chapters and each one ended in like, oh my God, I have to see what happens next. And because the next chapter is so short, it was easy to justify just one more, just one more, just like plugging in um, coins into a slot machine. So those are the things that you can do to keep people engaged because obviously I mean, certainly reader attention is a little harder to come by these days, especially for people who aren't fully immersed in a reading habit. And then that means that their their tendency to flit off at the smallest amount of friction 
is there. It's the equivalent of like, once you make them reach into a bucket of coins, they're going to kind of think, okay, well, maybe I should go back to the real world. And that's the same if you don't have like a cliffhangery chapter, which doesn't mean that your work needs to be full of cliffhangers and tricks, but adding some of those elements is a way to get people to keep reading to the point where you do become, you know, let's say a healthy level of habit to them and you can become somebody's favorite creator if you do that. Now, one thing I would say, well, there's two things I would say about that. And one is hooks without substance is really crap. Personally, I think that it can be made very cheap if it's just hook, 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 you know, it's like, come back, come back, come back. But there's, there's ultimately no delivery. Like what, what you're waiting, what you keep them waiting for isn't really worth waiting for. So I guess I would say if you're using these techniques to try and bring people in, if you're trying to add that flashy, engaging Vegas slot machine sort of thing, you have to actually deliver on it. And then the second caveat is to just not be a jerk, honestly, because as we've already covered, the, 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 the extreme of this is an addictive sort of thing. And yes, people can get addictive to books. Uh, if you aren't a romance author, you might not know that. But man, romance readers, they are like addicted to those books, a lot of them. And so you just have to use these judiciously and remember that these are people whose, times, whose time you are using. And so don't be such a jerk intent on your own aims that you are ultimately being unethical. But I think that all of us have to decide that line for ourselves. All right, that's it for today. If you'd like more, be sure to visit johnnybtruant.com slash subscribe and sign up so you don't miss anything. Now, subscribing is free, but for just a few bucks a month and the good karma that comes from supporting the arts, you'll also get all the member stuff, bonus episodes and articles, behind-the-scenes peaks, and the weekly one-drink book club where my creative friends and I talk shop over Friday cocktails. If membership isn't for you, please show your support by sharing, reviewing, all that good stuff. It really does make a difference. Thanks for listening and stay curious.